Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this. This is the ABC podcast, A Boss Bear in Cans. Cans, tell us about the issues you're having right now. Well, thank you. Thank you, boss. Look, I'll start this off by saying I'm generally a pessimistic sports fan. Like if, you know, if I'm watching just any, a, a Cubs game in the middle of May and they go down one nothing in the third inning, I'm already, you know, the world's on fire. This one's over. So I, I you know, just to let you guys know kind of where I'm coming from, but I don't know, guys. And if you look at... Today, today I didn't get to watch, but I mean, you Darvish uh, can't even get through the batting order one time, uh, if what I saw on tw- Twitter was correct. Eloy with a bomb of a grand slam off of him. I mean, Kyle Hendricks, I thought, looked pretty good yesterday. Uh, I think if it was a regular game, he would have gotten in longer. Uh, Cotton, who they brought in, uh, that guy's not making the team, so I'm not that worried, but I don't know. I mean, they got three or two hits off of Brad Anderson, you know? Who is I that guy? I think it's Drew Anderson, right? D- Drew, yeah, Drew Anderson. Anderson, yeah. Yeah, anyway. yeah, I mean, you know, he's a scrub. He's a borderline uh, starting rotation guy. And and I get it, it, it is exhibition, but the regular season starts on Friday. And in 60 games, it you know, it's got to be all go. And you lose, you know, even two, three in a row, you know, where through 162, maybe that doesn't seem like a lot. But, I mean, you know, it could tank you this year. They got to start off hot. You Darvish was, was not hot today. The bats looked cold yesterday, although that Jason Kipnis home run, that was sweet. That gave me a little hope. So I don't know. The bullpen's a mess. Let me let me give you a few reasons to be a glass half full guy, like I always am. You guys uh, know right. you you guys know how I feel about the fall basketball, and we might get into that today, which I hope um we do. But okay, so you start looking at the Cubs roster, right? You look at the forty man. Big glaring issues would be bullpen. Um, I guess leadoff hitter has been one that's been uh, pretty, you know, people have been criticizing the Cubs for not filling that hole since Fowler, Fowler left. But if you if you look at this roster, right, like and compare it to the rest of the division as well as the rest of the National League, I mean, they stack up against anybody. I mean, they especially offensively. Now, Here's my thing when it comes to the bullpen. Craig Kimbrell was arguably the best relief pitcher I've ever seen in my life, right? And we talked about this a little bit before on ABC. So if that guy can get anywhere in the realm of what he used to be, then you've got a lockdown closer. Baseball is such a fickle game. It's so strange. It's so up and down. I really think – like, I have faith that he'll find his form. Um, and if you, if you get the jolt of – David Ross coming in and, you know, getting in some of these guys' faces. Because Joe Madden's style worked when they needed to win in 15 and 16. You know, it was the right, like, hey, 108 years, no big deal, let's just win kind of deal. But now they got a guy in David Ross who is way more hands-on, who will get in Chris Bryant's face, who will get in a Javi Baez's face. And I think that's, I think it's the right recipe right now. Anything can happen in a 60-game season. Um so I, as, as far as like, you know, prospects on 2020, like I'm hopeful that they'll be, they'll be in it to the end. I mean, here's what I take away from the last couple of days. The White Sox offensively are nasty. Okay. They yes. can bang the ball around the yard. All right. Like you go up and down that lineup. It looks like the Yankees. Like it really does. Like it's scary. And I hate to admit that I've been a long time guy who doesn't love the White Sox. I mean, it's fun when the White Sox lose, but you got to respect it when you see it, man. Like they have big time baseball players. And I, and I think the Cubs, you know, exhibition ball, you know, weren't exactly ready for what was coming into Wrigley yesterday. And then what, you know, they had going on at uh, um, guaranteed rate today. So, I mean, 
I, I would, I would relax a little bit cans and see where we are at come game like 25 or 30. And then I might be on your side, you know, in a dark room somewhere like watching clips of Bartman, you know, just to torture myself, you know, I, that I might be with you soon. Yeah. And go ahead, cans. Well, I was just going to say uh, on the White Sox, their lineup is, it's, you know, it's murderer's row almost, you know, not historically great, but they got some guys who can go up and mash. However, the people on Twitter, the Sox fans on Twitter, and, and I was dialed into Chicago sports radio today. Some of the people that are calling in, like, look, they're, you know, their lineup is great. Uh, they got some good pitching pieces, but I mean, still, they have not won anything yet. So people who are like, oh, the, the media, the, the Cubs bias in this city, like the Sox just haven't been good. They haven't been relevant. So like once, and it, you know, very well could happen this year, you know, they, they win a lot of games, make the playoffs. I mean, then they'll start getting more like national attention, I think. But right now, as it stands, uh, you know, it, it was two exhibition games. You know, I'm sitting here like the sky is falling, but in the grand scheme of things, the games don't count. And, you know, people are ready to like, you know, lead like a revolution or something for the Sox. Like they, they still have to prove it when it counts. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. But that lineup, I mean, they definitely have the talent to do it. And let's be honest, even if they do get attention, they'll still just spend their time complaining and complaining about how, like, the Cubs get still get too much attention and all this stuff. But but regardless of that, I really do think that, like, you know, these yeah, these two games have not gone well, but um, I don't think there's any reason to, like, really hit a panic button just yet. I feel like even in, like, 2017, 2016, I know, like, John Lester had a couple – had some, like, one or two – one game where you had a terrible – spring training outing where it was like six earned runs and two three innings so like I'm not I'm not I'm not that like scared about like a little bit of a hiccup here at the beginning at least right now it doesn't count I mean Rizzo isn't back yet Rizzo's not healthy but uh so I'm not really like hitting that that panic button yet but um I mean like Ken said you kind of want to see them come out of the gate hot because um it would it would build a lot of confidence in the team. Yeah, because yeah, they got. If you want a shot this year, you're gonna have to, like Can said, you're not gonna you can't have a two three. You know, if you have a long losing streak, then you know you're gonna it's gonna be a tough uphill battle. Um, but I'm with you, Abbas. Like I'm not ready to write off the Cubs in 2020. I'm not ready to write off just about anyone in 2020 except the Orioles. Um, so, but we'll see, right? Like. But I think I think I see where Kansas is coming from a little bit in a sense where the window is closing, right? Like they haven't gotten extensions done with just about anybody. So like, what's the team? What's the roster going to look like in 2021? And like when like you know, hopefully we have 162 games and you know a full spring training, hopefully. Um, but uh, I mean, I'm 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 definitely not ready to completely write the Cubs off just yet. Um, but, I mean, anything can happen in this crazy 2020 season we're about to have. Yeah, and they, so they had yesterday, today against the Sox, I think they have one more exhibition game, I want to say, uh, before Milwaukee on Friday. I don't know if I'm right on that. Um, but, I'm look, I don't, you know, for the listeners out there, don't get me wrong. You know, I'm excited for, for this season. You know, I can't wait because, you know, like bear, you were saying anything can happen, but man, I don't know. I, I, I was, I was remembering where I put the panic button. I'll put it that way. I was thinking, I was thinking in my head, all right, just in case I need to go get to it. Where did I leave that panic button? But it's still, it's put away. It's put away. But uh, I just, I just want them to be good. Yeah, and, and just so you know, Cans, they have one tomorrow with Lester against the Twins. Um, I think it's at Wrigley. Yeah, it's at Wrigley. Is that tomorrow so, yeah. or Wednesday? 
Oh, you're right. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. And then on Friday, uh, they they open up with Hendricks against Woodruff. Brandon Woodruff's pretty good for Milwaukee. He um, is. He's a pretty he, good guy. And, like, they've had trouble at the top of the rotation. So to find a guy like him is real nice for the Brewers. Um, but, I mean, I, I – I guess when we before we started this, I was a little more concerned about Cans, but he's 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 given me some reasonable, you know, cautions. You know, like he's a little he's got he's he's like I'm remembering where the panic button is. I get that. Like I'm I'm not totally there yet. I haven't you know dusted off the old panic button, but I I think I'm starting to like think. Oh, is it in the you know which cupboard is my panic button in? Because I'm I think it really comes down to like how um, the offense really like produces come crunch time, because I mean, John Lester is getting a little old and, you know, like Kyle Hendricks is your one and it looks like you Darvish has wasted money. Um, So they're going to have to, they're going to have to bang the ball around the yard. Kind of like how the White Sox do if they got a, if they want a shot in 2020. So, yeah, I don't know what you guys I, think. Look, I, I will say about Darvish, even today, he did bounce back after that terrible first inning. And and he did pitch a little bit better after that. But, like, I still have hope for him. I still have hope did for they, you, Darvish. Did they even get three outs in the first inning? Did you guys watch that? No, that? no, because they, they were capping innings at 29 pitches. That's insane oh to me. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> so like, we, we've, got, we've got Kimbrell out here right now. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's five to three right now. I mean, I – I hate to say it, but like, come 2021, if the White Sox keep adding, they're gonna they're gonna be a favorite to win the AL pennant. Like they they're gonna be up there. I mean, the Astros are still loaded, um, but they're the Astros with all their Ooh. you know, you know, controversy going on over there. And the division, the AL Central is is you know not exactly the toughest division in the American League. So I mean. This, that's really what my takeaway is, is that the White Sox are looking pretty dangerous. Yeah, and, and I think it's really interesting with the whole 60-game schedule. They get to play the, you know, the Tigers, the Royals, you know. Even Cleveland, dude. Cleveland has good pitching, but, like, I mean, they have Lindor and Ramirez had a rough year, but, like, they're, Cleveland is not what they used to be. They're yeah. Not, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, it's really, like, Minnesota's good. Uh, Minnesota, twi- yeah, yeah, the Twins. Minnesota's good, but Minnesota is asking for it um, because <laughs> all they all they do is hit home runs, right? Like, so I like if the White Sox won the Central, I would not be shocked. Like, I'm, I'm I, I before I would be like if you would have asked me this before these last two games, I would have been like, if the White Sox win the Central, that's you know complete shocker. But now, like. They look like you look at that lineup, man. Like they they have three or four guys who could hit thirty five. Like they have a lot of they have a lot of pop. Yeah, and I mean, a, a team like the Sox, you know, here in Chicago, you know, we're kind of more uh, paying attention to it more because we're in Chicago. We'll bear, you know, you know the Chicago sports and you're got, Chicago I, sports legend. I still got my finger on the pulse when it comes to yeah. Chicago sports. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, there's probably teams all, all across the league who are, like, young, up and coming, and, and with uh, such a wonky season, you know, anything could happen. Like, what about the Padres? I mean, you know, Machado, Tatis. That seems to be, like, your two guys' favorite team because they have Paddock, Joey Lucchese, Denelson, is it Denelson Lamette? Like, they have, like, some arms in the, that are – some young arms that they're going to stretch out. And then they have, like, Tatis Jr. and Machado and – you know, like these other guys. Um, I don't know. I, I, if I, if, if you want me to pick a World Series winner right now, like I have to pick the Dodgers. Like they just look like so loaded with Mookie at the top of that lineup. I don't know what you're thinking about, but dude, I, I mean that that I was looking actually at their stats just now from from last night's game, and like that first four in the lineup: Betts, Muncie, Turner, Bellinger. Then you get Seeger, Pollock, Peterson, Hernandez. I mean, and and then Austin Barnes is not a bad hitter either. So you've got like, you've got a nasty lineup. Yeah, you don't have David Price anymore. So maybe that that's a little tough dealing with that pitching loss. But you still got Kershaw. You still got Bueller. Yeah, exactly. And, so and like having those two guys is is that that's a, that that I honestly I feel like that's all you need. 
dude, Clayton Kershaw is going to get stretched out. Let me tell you, like they're, if they're because like L.A. the Dodgers have been so close for the last like gosh since sixteen, like when they were in the NLCS with the Cubs. So I mean, yeah, they like and th- th- this all this happens, and Dodger fans are losing their minds, right? Because like they're like, oh my god, we're about to lose Mookie. We don't have David Price. Like, why did we even make this trade? Like, you know, but. If they if they're in contention this year and they don't win, like they are cursed and they won't win for another two hundred years because like they just they don't have it like because they they have been throwing money at at trying to get W's for years now and it's 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 just it's a shame man like but I I honestly like if you if you're in L A and like you're a sports fan I like it's almost like Boston of the West when the Lakers were so good so I don't I mean the Rams just went to the Super Bowl I don't feel all that bad for you. Uh, why don't we say one more thing before we uh, move on because I do want to do some DePaul talk before our uh, weekly trivia. Um, how about Anthony Fauci throwing out the first pitch for the Nationals? For the Nationals, <laughs> I didn't yeah. I didn't even yeah. know they were doing first pitches anymore. Yeah, so Anthony Fauci is really interesting. Short guy, right? But he was a high school point guard and, and a, at a Jesuit high school in New York, right? Good dude. And he's also a big-time runner, big-time runner. The guy gets in, like, close to 10-mile runs, like, five times a week. The guy, what? Anthony Fauci is kind of like, you know, my hero. Like, I, I mean, love it. What, what year was he guy. playing point guard? <laughs> oh God! I'd have to look, I, let, let me look that up real quick. But I know that Fauci played. Uh, he played high school basketball, and he like. There's a whole story about how he took on some guy who played in the NBA. I was reading it, and he he's from New York, um, and he went to, he went to Holy Cross for undergrad, and then he went to Cornell. Oh, uh, let's see here real quick. Let me just pull this up. But I mean, the dude can handle. I mean that's what we know, right? Like he, like, I, mean, I mean, he seems like a typical point guard. So he graduated high school in 1958. So he, but he looks good for wow. his age. Yeah, he, he does. He does. Age. Like, cause he, cause he exercises, dude. And like, like I'm, I'm, like, I would love to go for a run with Dr. Fauci, like, just to see how far he could. Like the dude would, like, he's, he's got to be minimum, like, 35, 40 years older than me. I'm not doing great math right now, but the dude would outrun me. He's a gazelle. He's a gazelle. <laughs> yeah, but he's throwing out the first pitch. He's throwing out the first pitch, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I like it. I'm a fan. I, I really – I had no idea that they were going to allow that this year. Yeah, I mean – First like, pitch, I mean, I thought it was I thought it was gone because, like, you're not going to have people in the stands, are you? Have you seen – so lately, like, I was watching the, a little bit of the Yankees and uh, uh, whoever they were playing today, and, like, they're not – like dude, the ball is not being like if they use a, they're using way more baseballs because they're not they don't want like people touching them as much as like they used to and they used to use it like a ton of baseballs and now they're using even more so it's just it's a, some people are wearing masks some aren't you know but like I think like I I think Major League Baseball has handled it okay especially in comparison to the NFL but that's probably like something for next week. <laughs> NFL never handles anything correctly. Right, but yeah. anyways, anyways, we do have I mean look, like we kind of talked about it last or yeah, last time we were on uh, uh what like last Friday, but uh DePaul added another guy. And it's like Big man. probably it's probably the most fitting thing like the stars have aligned. DePaul has added a guy named Paulie Polacap. Okay? Like so he started at a junior college out east, and then he, he transferred to Manhattan, played a little, uh, I think it's MAAC, like Mid-Atlantic uh, Athletic Conference basketball. He was a Jasper. You know, he's about 6'8", averaged close to two blocks a game, averaged like 13 and 6. You know, he was third-team all-conference, I think, or something like that. But the guy, he can block shots. Like, two blocks a game is nothing to, you know, like, that's a lot of blocks at the collegiate level. Um, so, and, like, you watch these highlights, he's just a, he's a tremendous athlete and he's strong. He's really raw. So like, um, like, he really fits the mold of what Dave Lato, you know, is trying – like, Dave Lato just seems to, like, bring in these strong athletic dudes who aren't exactly all that skilled, um, which is fine. Like, that's his type. 
but now it makes the Paul basketball very scary when you get in a lane against them because you got Paul Cap, you got Angenda, you got Butts, you got Weems, you know, Darius Hall will mix it up underneath. Like, um, it's 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 gonna be tough. And like if DePaul can excel at anything, it's on the defensive end this year. Like, because they're going to struggle offensively. Um, so if they can, you know, like I always say, boss, you know, you can't win if you don't score, right? Defense wins championships, baby, right? Let's like DePaul basketball. I'm drinking the Kool Aid again. Let's go, Demon. Hey, I really think I think they can be a team that holds other holds opponents to 50, 60 points per game. Uh, they, they've got, I mean, other than Charlie Moore, they've got just tanks on this team. Tanks. They can all play defense. And, and like you said, you said it, uh, you said it a couple weeks ago too. Uh, they always look like they're like a professional team playing against college kids. They're long, I'm Like, like Jalen Butts, Weems, Polycap. Uh, even, freaking, even on Genda, like these guys are, they're big guys, 6'9", uh, on Genda, seven foot tall, uh, seven feet tall. So uh, they, they can hang with people. And I think, honestly, if, if, if we only see, like, a conference schedule this year, uh, I don't know who, like, uh, the guards are going to have a tough time against DePaul. Uh, yeah, so, every time you get into the paint, you're going to have to run into one shot blocker, maybe two shot blockers. So uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough for these other Big East teams. The problem is, is like, it's the same thing that it's been for, like, the last two years with me is I like the roster. Like, I like the roster with Max Struess, Eli Kane, like, Marin Marich, like, those years. I even liked the roster then. It's the guy who is holding the clipboard who will sink them. Like, I, I swear, like, if he every year he does this to me where he, like, and his assistant coaches, they bring in the talent, and then what do they do? They, you know, the X's and O's, it comes time to actually win ball games, make adjustments, and Dave Lato lets you down. So, like, I, 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 like, that's what I have to remember when I start going down this road that DePaul's going to, you know, be like a top five team in the Big East. Like, I, because I'll, I'll do that. Can't. I'll do that, man. I'll convince myself of that. I swear. Well, you're paint. I love, I like the uh, picture you're painting me right now, Bear. Throw, throw, you know, Five guys out there who are just nasty defensively. We're slapping the floor, blocking shots, taking some charges, giving up, you know, like a boss said, 50 points. I love that. And then, you know, offensively, we're scoring 55 or whatever. Whatever so, it takes to win. But, you know, they're going to be grit and grind, baby, like those Memphis Grizzlies teams. Let's so see it. If they if they end up shooting it well against like good teams, they'll they'll beat some teams that they're not supposed to, right? It's just that they won't shoot it well enough to be as competitive as like they need to be. Um, but they, I, the the thing is like, if it is an all Big East schedule, that does not bode well for the Demons. Am I right? Like just because like what was was our record in conference last year? Three and fifteen after going twelve and one. Or like you know, so like it coaching against Dave Lado for guys like Ed Cooley, for guys like Jay Wright, for guys like you know Kevin Willard, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. He 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 is the easiest guy to scout I've ever seen in my life. The offense is so predictable. You know, it's it's drive to the right, Charlie Moore exchange with the big backdoor cut by Romeo Weems, swing it and like run it again. It's so annoying. So. Um, if he can get a little more creative offensively, a couple more quick hitters to like keep keep the ball in the game, they're gonna and they shoot it well occasionally. They're gonna knock off some teams they're not supposed to, but still like until we get a mod Bynum and Keon Edwards, we're not looking at you know really competing in the Big East. The horizon looks looks nice though. I we're I th- approaching it. I think that there is you know, light at the end of the tunnel. And obviously you don't want to get sold on recruits because they'll let you down every time. Like if you get, if you're like, Oh, we got three, four star recruits. We got to keep the coach. That's not something you want to do. So if, if Dave Lato, you know, has a rough year, uh, uh, whoever the new athletic director is, by the way, that's going to be another thing, you know, probably by September one, we'll have a new athletic director. If Dave Lato doesn't get it done this year with another deep, like, because you got to look at this objectively. He has a decent roster. If he doesn't get it done, 
I give him his walking papers and, you know, pay him whatever, you know, whatever buyout needs to be paid and go out there and get a guy who can win in the city of Chicago. Cause like DePaul basketball deserves it. Our, our fan base deserves it. Yes. Yes. And to kind of, I'll come back here and I'll tie this back into what we started the show off with here, but I was, I, I'm never a guy. I don't like to get into, you know, hype trains and stuff like that like I'll, I'll keep my eye on things and be like okay you know we got a shot with my teams but the 2018 bears just just or 2019 the the 2019 bears just killed me because i bought into the hype i was this is miami or bust and then they came out and just laid an egg the entire season and then depaul came out and i was like all right i'll be cautious and then they started off 12 and one and I'm like, all right, finally, if the bears won't do it, the blue demons will. And then the big East uh, schedule starts and they just lay an egg. So I'm just in a tough spot here. I don't know hype or, you know, wait and see. I'm just, I'm in a glass case of emotions again. <laughs> so we didn't really help Nick Kent at all. Did we? No, and that's what I was about to say. Abbas, I'm in San Francisco. Do you mind driving up to the northwest side and just checking in on my guy? Because I'm, 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 I'm starting. To, he's tugging on my heartstrings here. Like, I mean, we, dude, we can't even see him. We don't know if he's actually there or not. This could just be like a recording or some, uh, I don't know, some machine or something talking to us. We don't even know what what Nick Kansas condition is. But um, I think we'll be able to see the real Nick Kansas once we get into trivia. I, I think yeah, that's, that's when, when that's when the real color. Nick Cans will show up. Yeah, that's when we'll see him. Uh, we'll we'll see. But, but one just last quick note. Uh, so Clayton, um, Craig Kimbrough uh, shaved off his beard, and it it looks really scary because he I'm doesn't not, look like him anymore. I'm not in on that. Um, it, he, it looks like a new person. Yeah, that'd be strange. If like if he's doing the hand thing that he does, you know, where he like hangs his arm um and without a beard, that's a that's a strange look, man. That's definitely a strange look. We someone someone get him on the horn and tell him to grow that back because one of the best decisions I ever made was growing a beard. Same with you, Abbas. Oh yeah. Go beards. Cans, you're next. You need a beard to pair with that Can you mop even grow of hair beard you now? have now. I ah ah I I you know I just shaved today so I'm uh I'm I'm afraid I'm not rocking mine. All right, buddy, got rid of Next that time. peach fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, <laughs> All right let, let's step aside for a sec here. We'll take a quick break. Get you back for some trivia. You're listening to ABC podcast. We're on Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Live from downtown Chicago, you're listening to Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. All right, everyone, welcome back. ABC Podcast here. It's time for some trivia. And, you know, as always, we like to stay with the times here on the ABC Podcast. So in honor of Darvish and the Cubs pooping the bed in these exhibition games, along with Sox fans, collectively acting like they've won a world series already i decided to put together trivia based off of you know classic preseason spring training overreactions Ooh. and then there's some Ooh. there's some uh, there's some assorted trivia in there but uh, a majority of it is is spring training preseason nba mlb uh nfl okay. overreactions so oh, man. Uh, i think we'll right. enjoy this so we're on the fourth week of, of Bear versus Cans, and you each have a win, and then we have a tie. So I'm looking forward to seeing where this series goes. I, I, don't, I have no idea how it's going to end up. I have no idea how many games this series is going to be. Is it going to be best of seven? Now that we have a tie, is it best of six? I don't know what it is. I don't know. But we'll figure it out as we move along. So uh, uh, since you guys tied last week, 
how do we want to do this number thing? Just, uh, just, just ask me, put a number behind your back, one or two, I'll go out or even. So Go for it. All right, I'm going to say even. All right, Cans, what do you want, first or second? I will uh, defer and go second. That's a smart move. That's a smart move. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, here we go. Bear, this is for you. In 2014, this top five overall pick posted great preseason stats that had Bleacher Report and others hyped up about his potential. What followed was an atrocious regular season that saw this scrub throw 11 touchdowns and 17 interceptions with a 69.5 QBR, evidence that hot preseasons don't always lead to season success. Okay, 2014. Uh, I'm not great at the NFL, so I'm going to go Robert Griffin III. Incorrect. Nick Cans, do you want to uh, you want to steal here? You said 2014. 2014. Blake Bortles. That's correct. Blake Bortles. (laughs) What a guy. Made an AFC championship game. That's true. Threw for 35 touchdowns in a season. More than Mitch. Had Brady beat. (laughs) Yeah, had Brady beat. That's also true. All right, Nick Cannes. A boss. Running back. Yeah, yeah, Nick Cannes. (laughs) No, yeah. Nick (laughs) Cannes. What do you got for me? (laughs) <laughs> this running back was touted as the replacement for the Sil- Skittle guy multiple times after a strong preseason in which he rushed for over 150 yards in just three preseason games this running back once again failed to capitalize on any of the buzz he last played for Indianapolis in 2018 Ooh. oh man can I hear it one more time, please? Sure. This running back was touted as the replacement for the Skittle guy multiple times. After a strong preseason in which he rushed for over 150 yards in just three preseason games, this running back failed to capitalize on any of the buzz. He last played for Indianapolis in 2018. Oh, man. Well, Skittles guy, that leads me to a team. Oh, 2018 with the Colts. Uh... Oh, man. All right, Nick Hans, let's get a name. Um... Jeez. CJ Procise. Nah, incorrect. Ah. Um, Christine Michael. That's correct. Bear nice. gets the point. Oh, oh, that guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> yeah, Christine Michael. If you play fantasy football, Christine Michael has been on your radar 25 times. Every single year since like 2013, Christine Michael has been on the radar. Every year they say he's going to replace Marshawn Lynch. Never happens. Texas A&M product. Texas A&M product, Christine Michael. All right, Bear, here we go. This guard and Melrose Park native was on the infamous 7-59 and Charlotte Bobcats team and was drafted by a now relocated NBA franchise. The former Warrior was involved in the 1999 trade that brought Horace Grant to Seattle. He currently plays in the Big Three. Huh. Melrose Park, 1999. Oh, what's his name? It's uh, 
Did Hersey Hawkins? No. McCann's. Rafer Alston. That's Incorrect. not Corey Maggetti. Maggetti, 99. Uh, wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I know, photo. right? Yeah. It's a it's a long I did not I didn't know I didn't know he got drafted that that long ago. Yeah, he went he's to more recent. Yeah, Fenwick. I was gonna add that too, but I was like, uh ah, maybe Melrose Park is is enough. That's a better but, way to do it. That's a better way to do it. Good question. Good question. All right, one to one. Nick Cans, you're up. <clears throat> this is a tough one, I think. Great. All right. <laughs> This slugger had an incredible spring training in 2010, hitting 10 home runs for the Orioles in just 74 at-bats. The outfielder saw only 48 at-bats in the majors, however, turning in a measly 188 batting average. The former Cub and Athletic last appeared in a game in 2011. Mm. Former Cub. Cub and Athletic. Oh, I got two names rattling around. Wait, can I hear it one more time, please? <laughs> All right. <laughs> this slugger had an incredible spring training in 2010, hitting 10 home runs for the Orioles in just 74 at-bats. The outfielder saw only 48 at-bats in the majors, however, turning in a measly 188 batting average. The former Cub and Athletic last appeared in a game in 2011. Oh, man. Oh, man. These these are great questions, Abbas. But, man, are they stumpers. Is it... I don't think he's a slugger. I don't know if he was still around, but I'm just going to guess Corey Patterson. Incorrect. Incorrect. This is after his time. Um, gosh. Uh, Junior Lake. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. It's actually Jake Fox. Oh, that's impossible. Jake Fox. <laughs> when I saw him, I remembered his name, but I was like, dude, nobody's – this guy is he, – he didn't – I mean, he barely lasted. I, I don't even think he I, was like a high-up prospect either. I've heard that name maybe once or twice. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that, that one Jake was – that, that one was that, – that was pretty tough. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I mean – that's a good question. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna beat myself up for not knowing that one. Jake Fox. Yeah, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Uh, hey, man, right. you wanted to go second. You wanted to go second. <laughs> no, no, right. no. I'm yeah. I put it. I'm not mad. These are just hard. Oh, these are stumpers. All right, this one's for Bear. This former Packer had an incredible preseason game in 2015 one of the best for a quarterback ever. He threw for 236 yards and four touchdowns. However, as we know, preseason results don't always suggest regular season success. The QB has a meager 67.6 QBR for his career and has thrown 13 interceptions to only nine touchdowns. Matt Flynn. Incorrect. Oh, I thought I had it. Nick Cannes. 2015 preseason, you said? That's correct. On the Packers. Brett Hundley. (laughs) That's correct. Oh, that's my other guess. Yes, there we go. UCLA. I was hoping someone would say Seneca Wallace. I was looking I forward love, yeah. to I was looking forward to a Seneca Wallace drop. He's, that guy's been on every team in the NFL, it feels like. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, Nick Cans, you've got a 2-1 lead, and you get this next question. This former Dodger played in L.A. from 2007 to 2016 before he was traded away in a trade that may have caught the ire of ace Clayton Kershaw. The former Marlin was known for his defense and not so much for his bat as he hit only 239 for his career. Dodger. I don't know if this guy was traded in 2016, but I kind of remember the Clayton Kershaw part. I want to say what I'm going to say. I'm going to guess AJ Ellis. Correct. Wow. Can. AJ Ellis. 3-1 lead for Cans. I don't even know if I can catch him unless I get he misses. Yeah, he's going to have to. Yeah, I mean, what we've got four left. Okay. Okay, I got a shot here. All right. All right. This former Washington running back, uh, Washington as in the professional team, not, not college. Right. Yeah. So this former Washington running back rushed for 149 yards and a touchdown in the final game of the preseason, but was cut regardless. He did, however, have some regular season success that same year, and Bears fans might remember him. On December 24th, 2016, he scored on a 61-yard touchdown against the Bears in a 41-21 loss for Chicago. <laughs> Jeez. Name this running back. God. Washington. Oh, uh, Adrian Peterson? No, Incorrect. that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any yeah. sense. <laughs> Incorrect. That's fine. That's you, might remember, you might remember the run. I don't know about the name. Nick Cannes. I swear I remember watching that game. Um, but this running back, I want to say Raheem Mostert, but I don't think he went because he was on the Bears before he ended up in uh, San Francisco. But I don't think he ever went to Washington. Oh, man. Um, is it, um, what's his face? Alfred Morris? Incorrect. Mac Brown. Oh, that's tough. That's a good one. Mac Brown. Mac yeah. Brown. I don't know. I, I, I can't believe it. I'm so upset with myself. I just said Adrian Peterson. So upset. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't remember his, uh, his name, but like that run, it was like a, t it was just such a bad coverage. <laughs> like he he ran by like four guys who were on block is is pathetic. Oh, yeah. I guess that was the John Fox Bears for us. Need cans to miss here. Need cans to miss. All right, three one lead for cans. Here we go. This former Washington guard has had many issues in the NBA since he was drafted. Every year, there are predictions that he will have a good jump shot, and every year he proves everyone wrong. Name this former top five draft pick. Why? So wait, Wizards guy is by that Washington? Uh, college. Oh, so he went to Washington. Yeah, he went to Washington. Yeah. Uh, Markel Fultz. That's correct. Wow. Yeah, that one with, with the, the college, it's it's an easier one. But anyways, uh, Bear, you have a, scrub, a chance to though. at least uh, – Yeah, still a scrub. Still a scrub. Whoa. Bear, you nope. have a chance to nope. at least add to the um, add to the total at least you know, for your yeah. career Mar stats. Markel Fultz, Markel Fultz is going to figure it out in Orlando. I stand by that. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised, but, like, dude, put him around shooters. 
Dude, he, he's got like he, one shooter in that line. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but dude, I go watch his Washington highlights, hitting step backs over people, like tough shots. Mm-hmm. So it's so hard to believe that like he had this uh, in Philly, whatever. Yeah, but, I know. Uh, I don't know. All right, give well, me I that question. I have no idea what happened. <laughs> all right, uh, there's a really funny clue in here, and it made me laugh a lot when I when I wrote it. But uh, this former Bear was a third round pick in 2006 out of the University of Oklahoma, where he started ahead of former WWE star Jack Swagger. Parentheses, LOL, with like 18 O's. Nice. Unfortunately, this defensive tackle played only 13 games in his career due to major injury issues, including bursitis and a torn ACL. Name this Texas native. Can you read it one more time? This former Bear was a third-round pick in 2006 out of the University of Oklahoma, where he started ahead of former WWE star Jack Swagger. Unfortunately, this defensive tackle played only 13 games in his career due to major injury issues, including bursitis and a torn ACL. Name this Texas native. I I don't know Lamar Houston. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cavs. Oklahoma. Oh man. Um. I was literally like the other last week. I was going through and relooking at old Bears rosters because I wanted to hurt myself emotionally. But I'm drawing a blank here. Is it? Uh, I don't think he was 2006, but Jerron Gilbert, the guy who could jump out of a pool. <laughs> no, it was Dusty Dvoracek. Oh, Dusty Dvoracek. Oh! I, I mentioned him a couple weeks ago, so I yeah, thought maybe one of you would get him. I should have got that. Wow. That, that guy. guy was the man. Oh. Third round pick. You wasted a third round pick on Dusty Dvorak. That is that's hor- that's got that sounds like Phil Emery. But that's not Phil Emery. That's uh <laughs> That was uh Angelo. Yeah, had to be. Jerry Angelo, I think. I think that was him. He was a few I hated him so much. Dusty Dvorak. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel kind of bad for Dvorak, man. Like, dude, injuries destroyed him. Is that what happened? I just thought he was bad at football. I mean, I feel like he had some promise, but, like, do you ever really get close to your promise if every year yeah. you have, like, a, a career-threatening injury? <laughs> I don't even know what you said. Yeah. Bursitis or whatever? What is that? Like, yeah, it's like right? bursitis. It's like some elbow thing, I think. I don't know, oh. man. I'm not – I'm a fake not doctor. Good. Not good for playing d I'm not even a fake doctor. I just pretend to be a fake doctor. Right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, last one. This is for Cans? Yeah. All right, Cans, for the fun of it. This former Cubs outfielder played about four seasons in Chicago before stops in Oakland and Colorado. The former Georgia Tech player came back to Chicago in 2016 as a minor leaguer before joining the Cubs office, front office in 2018. Name this notorious pinch hitter. Oh. I think Bear knows. No, I don't. I thought I did. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Man. It's – this this sounds like a guy who I like. Okay. Four four years of a good pinch hitter – you said Colorado and Oakland? Yeah, Colorado and Oakland. It's not Jake Fox. <laughs> what if it is? Uh, <laughs> he works yeah, oh man. Uh Tyler Colvin. Incorrect. Okay, good, because I don't like him. <laughs> um Colorado and Oakland. Uh, this is wrong. Matt Caesar. Oh, you had the first name right. Matt Merton. Merton? Oh! oh! Mert, uh, of course Cans like Merton. You know Cans like Merton. Oh, he, oh. Hey, he was a likable oh, guy. Matt. Like, every year he was like a 295 hitter. He played, uh, he, he played in uh, Japan, too. 
Yeah, I was gonna add that as one of the clues, but I was like, eh, whatever. Those were good questions about us. They were tough, man. Yeah. Dude, we, we we got five of the ten correct. I only got one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick Cans. Yeah. Nick Cans, we're gonna we're gonna mute ourselves. You get to talk about whatever you want. Just uh, I'm gonna recommend that you don't be a pessimist while you're talking. Hmm. All right, I got a good one. Um, Fourth of July, after the hot dog eating contest was over, you know, and this was back when there were no no other sports on, but me and my dad sat and watched uh, the cornhole championships, and the winning team, it was two guys, they got like $250,000, so I thought to myself, I mean, geez, come on, so I went and I ordered me a bags set, it's bags, not cornhole, on Amazon, and I've been out in my backyard practicing, but man, it's a lot harder uh, than you think just watching guys do it on TV. Uh, it's really fun to play, but you you gain an appreciation for those uh, professionals who just every single shot make it in. I'm lucky if I get you know half the half the bags on the board uh, when I shoot, but uh, that's all I got. Thank you, Nick Kent. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Kent. You're, you're welcome. Uh, for that info. I think I might actually have to take out the, the bag set to to get my game going. Um, I, I got to gotta start improving, you know? Yeah, I used to be decent, but it's tough. It's definitely tough. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like golf. You got to work on it. Exactly. <laughs> you got to keep practicing. Exactly. It, is, it is fun, but, you know, I, I always start off cold. Then somewhere in the middle, I'll start making some shots in, and then I go back, and then I get cold again. So I got I to gotta work on being more consistent. That's the name of the game, Cam. That's the name of the game, consistency. Yep. All right, All right y'all. After four – yeah, four weeks of trivia, Nick Cam's with a 2-1 lead over Bear. We'll see where, where we go moving forward, but um, – for Bear and Cans, this has been the ABC Podcast. My name is Abbas Dadwala. You're listening to Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Catch us again this coming Friday for another episode of the ABC Podcast. Thanks for listening.